Working with your investments, retirement, insurance, estate, or tax planning, or just dealing with everyday expenses, your money matters. Let KT Thomas help you make the most of it. This is KT's Money Matters. The day has come to identify new opportunities where you can have independent, informed, and objective financial guidance customized to you with clear and transparent advice that is solely in your best interest. Your host, KT Thomas, is the Director of Portfolio Services and Lead Wealth Advisor at New Day Solutions, a firm offering expertise in retirement planning, estate planning, investment management, insurance planning, tax strategies, and employee benefits. With more than 25 years of experience, she is joined by Tammy Simons, Director of Advice Services and Wealth Advisor with more than 10 years of experience. New Day Solutions has a highly credentialed team with three advisors holding their CFPs, two of them holding their SEMA certificates. New Day Solutions is a female-run boutique firm dedicated to high net worth individuals families, and business owners. At New Day Solutions, we work with you to have a coordinated approach for your comprehensive investment goals and your financial planning goals. New Day Solutions is a fee-only practice, providing concierge service for all generations from a team who can see things from your side of the table. Their only objective is to make the best possible financial decisions with you. Fair and transparent financial advice from New Day Solutions. It's time to refresh your thinking when it comes to choosing a firm to serve as your trusted investment partner. Reach out to Katie and Tammy today for a free consultation or go to NewDaySolutions.com for more information. Hi, and welcome back. This is KT Thomas at KT's Money Matters, helping you break down your money decisions, looking at first how you maybe stretch that money, grow that money, save that money, spend that money, or even pass it on when you're done with it. You know, I got to tell you that I get this question a lot about should retirees have mortgages? What happens when you run out of money? There's a lot of misinformation with what reverse mortgages are and how you use them. I get a lot of questions about this, and I think this is sort of like like a black box product, right? It's one of those things that nobody really wants to talk about. You hear about the ads on TV, but you're really not sure how they work. And so I thought, you know what? I would get a pro, somebody who actually knows a lot about reverse mortgages, who could come in and maybe answer some of those questions that we know we've been wondering about. Maybe not for us, maybe for our parents, maybe for you know, mom that's in that house and the assets have dwindled away. A lot of people living a lot longer than they thought. Cost of living a lot more expensive than they ever thought it was going to be. Stock market performance, not as fantastic as they hoped when they retired 15 or 20 years ago. And as a result, they're trying to like live on that fixed income. And should anybody actually ever try to live on social security, we could have a whole show about that, but we're not going to today. Today, what we're going to talk about is reverse mortgages. And I've asked Sue Haviland, who is the founder of Reverse Mortgage Success, to come and speak with us today about reverse mortgages and how people should think about using them or not using them as a way to stay independent in your home. Sue, thanks so much for joining our show. 
Katie, thanks for having me on today. I'm so excited to share this information. So tell me a little bit about yourself. Let's get grounded. How did you decide to get into the reverse mortgage business? What made you decide to take this on? Well, I've been in the regular or forward mortgage business. I think those of us in the reverse space made up the word forward mortgage for a long, long time. And way back when, I recall a conversation with some senior borrowers. KT, this conversation completely changed my thinking. This couple was wanting to retire, but in looking at their overall picture, they had, as we've all heard it say, they had too much month left over at the end of their money. Yes. I knew there had to be a better answer, and I knew I had to find it. So I did some research, and I made it my mission to figure out what that better answer was. And as it turns out, that better answer was the reverse mortgage. That was 17 years ago, and I've never looked back. It is a product that I truly believe in for the right person. So help my listeners. What exactly is a reverse mortgage? Well, to back up a little bit, uh, a step back from that, perhaps we all know that the majority of seniors and baby boomers, we're talking about the baby boomers now too, wish to remain in their homes as long as possible. Let's stay maybe as long as they can do so safely, because that's a component of the conversation I have with them as well. Staying in their home allows them to remain a part of their community, keeping up with friendships and activities. My mom, for example, is 87, still lives in her own home. She enjoys gardening, and she even golfs twice a week. So being in her own home is very important to her, as it is to many people. And so many of our, I say retirees, are working longer, so they're not really retired, or perhaps they're starting new careers, maybe a second act and turning hobbies into businesses, but there still may be a need for some additional funds. And the reverse mortgage in its simplest terms and the most common reverse mortgage, the most popular reverse mortgage is the FHA insured home equity conversion mortgage, or you may hear it referred to as the HECM. It's a special type of loan for individuals age 62 and over. Okay. It allows the borrower to access a portion of the value of the primary residence, and primary is key, must be the primary residence, utilize those funds in practically any way, and no monthly mortgage payments are required. Or the, but they can be made. They're, you can make mortgage payments on a reverse, but for the life of the loan, no mortgage payments are required. The interest accrues on the loan. And once again, No repayment is required as long as the borrower meets the obligations of the loan. Specifically, at least one borrower must occupy the home as the primary residence. We've already said it's for primary. And they must make the timely payment of real estate taxes, homeowner's insurance, condo or HOA fees, and of course, keep up any maintenance on the home. So in effect, the borrower really determines how long that loan will last. So, you know, one of the questions that people ask me all the time, and I'm just going to sort of jump to it, is that what happens when you die? I mean, how long do the heirs have to pay off the loan? Does the bank take the house? This is the big question. What happens? You're right. You're right, KT. There are several myths that surround the reverse mortgage. And I'm I'm so glad you brought that up because it's one of the most important questions that we get. First and foremost, the borrower maintains 
the ownership of the property at all times. The deed remains in the borrower's names. It doesn't get transferred over to the bank when you do a reverse. That's a very common misconception. When the person passes away, let's say that the person remains in their home for the rest of their life, which is what some of my borrowers tell me that's what they want. When the person passes away, then the estate can sell the property. They can do that. They are initially granted six months to sell the property. And I recommend that they keep in touch with the lender or the servicer at all times. Keep those communication lines open. If the property hasn't sold in that six months time, they can request a couple of extensions. But the key is communication. And so they do, the estate does have the capability to sell the property and then any remaining proceeds remain with the estate. So it's not like they lose the equity of their home. It's just like any other mortgage, whatever the balance is, it gets paid off and the rest of the money goes to the heirs. Absolutely, 100%. So is a reverse mortgage good for everyone? Well, like any financial product, KT, and I think you'd agree with this, there is no one size fits all and a reverse is not necessarily a good fit for everyone. I recommend that those who are considering a reverse mortgage do their research, and I mean their research, emphasis on their, and be sure that it's a good fit for their needs and goals. Now, that having been said, I do believe that homeowners age 62 and over should at least explore the reverse as an option. And think about it this way. When we're putting together any type of a plan, any type of a big plan, and retirement is a really big plan, knowing all your options is crucial. I think even when I talk to folks who decide not to do a reverse, at least I feel as though they have explored all of their options and they're going into these decisions eyes wide open with all of the options in front of them, and they are making an informed decision. You know, one of the things I'm going to mention here that I think that people don't really know, and I think that it's an important consideration when you think about tax control, is that for those folks who have every dime that they have is in a qualified plan, and they're now trying to live off that money, what that means is every dollar they spend is taxable. And that can be kind of painful. So I have seen people, I used to think about reverse mortgages as really for people that ran out of money, you know, it was the plan B. But now what I see is some people doing it for tax control because what they're really doing is they're able to leverage their house for some of their income and then they're able to do distributions at a lower taxable rate over time. Are you seeing more of that now as the baby boomers are marching in? Because I think they all got sold the deferred coupon forever where they deferred every dime they ever made. And now all of a sudden they have so much money in their qualified plan and it's all completely taxable that they're horrified. Absolutely. And, and I, what you just said really, it really encapsulates that thought perfectly. Instead of being the plan B, instead of folks waiting until they're down to their last dollar and calling in a panic and saying, uh-oh, I need the reverse mortgage and I need it tomorrow, they're looking at it as plan perhaps part of plan A, we'll say it that way, as part of the overall plan. Because if they establish, let's say there, there are three ways to take the money within the reverse mortgage. They can take a lump sum, and perhaps if they have a mortgage to pay off, that might be the best answer. They can take a line of credit, which grows over time and gives lots and lots of flexibility, or they could take a monthly check, and they would receive that monthly check if they choose forever and ever as long as they live in the house. So when you, and the other thing that they can do is they can mix those options any way they want. So when you consider that, there are a lot of planning strategies 
that can go into the reverse. Perhaps they do take a establish a line of credit and draw off of that instead of liquidating other assets that could have tax consequences associated with them. Or if there's somebody that feels like, wow, I never did pay off that mortgage like I'd planned and how they taught me to do it when I was like getting my first job, how I'd have that 30-year mortgage and I'd make the last payment just before I retired. We all know that many people retire today with a mortgage, especially in America, that there's a there's definitely a willingness to own debt today that didn't exist, say, 15 or 20 years ago for retirees. You know, I always think been doing this for a long time, but 25 years ago, nobody retired with a mortgage. 15 years ago, very few people retired with a mortgage. But I got to tell you that these days, a lot of people retire with a mortgage. So one of the things about the reverse mortgage is you could stop paying your mortgage. Exactly right. And to take that one step further, if there is a mortgage in place or a home equity line or home equity loan, whatever the case may be, any lien on the property, that must be paid off with either the reverse mortgage or with the borrower's other assets. The reverse mortgage always needs to be in first position. So if someone wants to, if their plan is to retire and not make those mortgage payments any longer. This is the perfect vehicle to do that. It'll allow them to retire. In addition, I've had clients in the past who have said, I'm a couple of years away from retiring. I'm going to establish the reverse mortgage now, make payments on it while I'm still working, and then turn the spigot on for some additional cash flow when I decide to retire. Wow. So listen, we also we always know that there's some other side of this. What's the downside of using your house for a strategy like this? I think it's all about the appropriate use of home equity. And I don't necessarily think there's a downside. I think people need to educate themselves on the options, make sure that it's a good situation, a good, a good solution for their specific needs and goals and plan it out. And as long as they understand that the interest is going to accumulate on the mortgage, the interest is going to accrue. So it's a negatively amortizing loan, keeping in mind that you can make payments. If they understand that, I think that's really reverse in a nutshell. As long as you get that concept and then realize how, as part of your overall strategy, what else does this give you the freedom to do? Does it give you the freedom to retire or perhaps cut back? I always say there's a difference between having to work and wanting to work. Some people just choose to work longer in retirement. But if that's not in your plan, this could accomplish that for you. So as long as they understand the accumulation, the accrual of interest, I think they have it. The the reverse mortgage product is an extremely safe product. It even carries with it a non-recourse feature. And KT, this is very important. If at the end of the loan, the loan balance exceeds the home value at the time the home is sold, the borrower is not held liable for that difference. There is no deficiency judgment against the borrower, against their estate, or against any other assets that they may hold. And this is really important. I think that, you know, for years, people always thought that real estate just went up. But unless you've been living in a box in the woods, it's hard to believe that real estate just goes up now. When you look at what happened in 2007 to 2012 with real estate prices around the country, the reality is real estate prices dropped dramatically in some areas. And this was a layer of protection for people that lived in some of these hard corrected areas of the marketplace. Absolutely. If you had a reverse mortgage in place at the time that those uh, events happened, if you had a line of credit, you still had access to that line of credit. 
The bank didn't call and say, oh, by the way, we're freezing your line of credit or we're cutting back on it. I don't, you probably recall some people ran into that Ooh, situation. Home equity line of credits. I remember yeah. people saying to me, I have never not paid a payment in my entire life. I have never blah, blah, blah. And I just got a letter in the mail saying, hey, guess what? We've decided that we're going to cap your line of credit. And by the way, we did it yesterday. So you should know that any checks you've written will bounce. Right. That did not happen with the reverse. One more, one more safety feature of the reverse. The line of credit remains intact. If you're getting that monthly check, that monthly check remains, remains intact as long as you're, once again, living in the property as your primary residence, pay your taxes, keep the home insured, keep the home maintained. That loan will continue to be in place until the borrower decides that they no longer want the reverse. Or the heirs later on are trying to figure it out. You know, it's so funny. Six months is a long time. When you think about the average amount of time that it takes from listing to selling for, for a piece of property, it's not that there aren't times when you need more than six months. It's that it's rare. Right. That, you know, most homes turn over, you know, on average, if you look at long-term averages, about 90 days. But, you know, I mean, I don't know if you were in New England this year, you could have sold it in about a minute. <laughs> but you know, we all know that those come and go. But the idea that you have six months to work with, that's really a lot of time to decide how you're going to handle it. And then if you're communicating with the bank and you need some kind of an extension, you can often figure that out too. So I think that's always the piece that makes people afraid, you know, how will the kids handle this later? So I know that there's a level of counseling that goes along with getting a reverse mortgage. Is there any like information for the heirs, things that they should know? if a parent is thinking about doing this or? Yeah, one of the things, great, great question. One of the things that I always stress to the borrower who's ever making the inquiry, and lots of times it's the adult children who are making the inquiry on behalf of the parents, I'll tell them, let's include everyone in the discussion who needs to know about this and let's do it right up front because that way the children are informed, they know what's happening throughout the loan, they know what happens at the end of the loan. Now, there's no requirement that they include anyone else. They can certainly make this decision on their own. I just think as a best practice, if they have someone, um, maybe it's a family friend, someone who's helping them make their major decisions, let's get them involved right away. Perfect. And if people wanted to reach out and had questions about maybe their own property, how would they get in touch with you? Uh, they can reach me at sue at reversemortgagesuccess.com. That is the best way to reach me, or they can reach me on Twitter at Live It, Don't Limit. I have learned so many lessons from my reverse mortgage borrowers over the years. I just uh, cherish them and think the world of them. There's so much accumulated uh, wisdom and experience, and I, and I so enjoy working with my senior clients. Can you share with us one of your best tips from the Don't Limit group? From the Don't Limit group, my, my advice is to look around, get advice, ask questions. Don't be afraid to ask. And KT, I was listening to some of your other podcasts, and we talk about planning and things. And I know it's a, it's a big step. It's a big step when you think about retirement planning. Ask the questions and start early. Absolutely. Start early. Ask those that you trust. Take advice from those that you uh, have known throughout your life and you know will give you the appropriate advice and will be there with you to answer your questions as you go along. Perfect. Sue, thanks so much for spending some time with the Money Matters community today. For the rest of you, there'll be you know information available on our show notes about how to get in touch with Sue in case you didn't write quick enough for that. Remember that it's your money till we speak again. Thanks for listening to KT's Money Matters with KT Thomas. 
For more information, past episodes, and show notes, go to www.ktsmoneymatterspodcast.com. Make sure you subscribe and recommend it at iTunes, Overcast, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.